I know I talked about this before, but in October 2018, I was interviewed for a real-life magazine called Stack Games with JB Hi-Fi, which is a electronics gaming sort of store in Australia. And I was just asked, like, have my opinions changed from when I, I gave them in October 2018? I guess to find that out, I would have to read this. It is funny, it does have the orange picture of me, and it's not even centered. That is awful. We're profiling some of Australia's biggest content creators to see what really makes them tick. This month, we spoke with Dark Viper AU. Let me just see the amount of viewers I had October 2018. I was more of a, well, I was just a Twitch streamer really back then. So I averaged 166 viewers. This is October here, so I had, well, I guess I was on an incline, so I had like two, three hundred viewers. I wonder to what degree me being included in this was just that they couldn't find anyone else. <laughs> I mean, understand, that's not small numbers for Twitch, especially back in 2018, right? I was still obviously bigger than the vast majority of people on Twitch, but I wasn't like a big Australian creator, really. I do believe at this point I was making YouTube content as well and stuff, but I more picked up in 2019 though. Like 2019 was the start of me being like something significant. Although actually, let me see if I can look up my YouTube numbers for 2018. So I got 40,000 views and $26 for October 1st to October 30th, 2018. So I, I get 1,000 views a day, which is not particularly amazing. So I still a, still a small little guy. When did you first start out making online content? I got my start in 2021 on YouTube, making content about my views on social, political, and religious topics. Since 2015, I have been largely focused on speedrunning GTA 5 on twitch.tv slash darkviperau, although I do still occasionally get into discussions with viewers on the topics I used to make YouTube videos about. Yeah, that, that, that describes back then, yeah. What got you into content creating in the first place? In late 2014, early 2015, I became enamored with Twitch after finding the website through advertisements for Hearthstone tournaments. I soon begun streaming myself largely on Warcraft 3 custom maps. There were quite a few popular speedrunning streamers back then, and I thought it looked like something I would enjoy. I didn't really have any suitable games to speedrun, but I happened to stumble upon the streamer Witwix, who was doing one of the very few GT5 speedruns he would ever do. He didn't take it too seriously, but I still found it interesting and decided to try my hand at it. I had perhaps 100 followers before speedrunning, and now I sit at 95k after three years. To be clear though, that 95k was massively inflated by a weird thing that Twitch did at the time. They started to make it so new accounts that signed up were presented with like half a dozen different random streams and they had the option of following those streams by pressing buttons. And I don't think a lot of people knew they could just skip over those six. So some people making accounts would just go follow, 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 follow and like never go to those streams again. So a lot of people were being featured there and getting random followers and it wouldn't really impact much their actual viewership because those people had never seen that content before and were just following because they were making a con a, 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 an account. So I'm not sure exactly how many real followers I had at this point, but uh, I didn't have 95k. I probably had like, I don't know, 30k or something. I also have most of the speedrun world records for GTA 5. I may have them all again by the time I read this, which isn't bad considering I, have, I had never played a GTA game prior to streaming. Yeah, well, that certainly changed. <laughs> I did have all the world records at some point, chat. How has the scene changed since you first started? The biggest difference is probably how many streamers there are. In 2015, there were 10 to 20,000 streamers online at any given time. Today, there are 45 to 50,000. So that was 2018. Let's see how much that's changed. Currently, at the lowest point for Twitch, there are 60,000 people live. At the highest point, there's 140,000 people being live. So that is, you know, a two to three times increase, which isn't a surprise. So in five years. And of course, that's not including the increase in people on other platforms or the increase in, in YouTube live streamers and all that jazz. 
While Twitch's viewership has also increased, discoverability has not really improved over time. A streamer starting out today would have a much harder time being found and growing their channel than ever before. The average stream quality has also increased due to there being better streaming software, Twitch's increased bandwidth, better internet, more affordable streaming capable PCs, and streamers having more time to hone their skills. All this is true, more so today than back then. <laughs> well, technically, it is arguable that discoverability has improved on Twitch. I originally talked about this in my video responding to Mizkift a long time ago. The website Sully Gnome, which provides Twitch channel statistics and analytics, does give us some evidence that discoverability has improved on Twitch over the years. So back here, for example, November 16th, 2015, the top five streamers had 23% of the entire viewership for the platform. And looking at streamers in the lowest percentile, they had 2.45%, spread over 2,500 people. Huge disparity. But you can see over time by looking at this blue at the top that slowly but surely the smaller streamers are getting a larger and larger portion of the pie. And so we get all the way over here and we can see that those 2,500 streamers now have roughly the same amount of viewership collectively as the top five channels. This is certainly an improvement, but let's not pat Twitch on the back too much. If we communicate this disparity using money, it would be like saying that any of the top five streamers has $200,000 and any of the other streamers have like $400. There's like, you know, a really, 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 really big difference. Yeah, discoverability is better, but still not amazing. <laughs> How many hours a day do you devote to producing videos, streaming content? That is a hard question to answer. On average, I probably stream at least seven hours a day, seven days a week. Man, I wish I still streamed that much. After a stream, there's usually two to three hours of work that I put in revolving around editing, speedrunning tutorials, casual playthroughs, stream highlights, etc., and answering messages from social media platforms, email, Twitter, Discord, Twitch messages, etc. Some of my time is also spent learning about the most recent online news that viewers will likely ask me about or would want to hear about. It is always good to have something to talk about or to have something to say on any topic that comes up when you are streaming. When you think about it, streaming is not like most jobs. There is no time you couldn't hypothetically be working and improving your standing on Twitch. This makes it hard completely to relax. Yeah, I still agree with all that. I think the distribution of my time has changed in the last five years in that I started to stream less and spend more time editing and focusing on YouTube. Very recently, as in within the last year, I think the amount of time I spend editing has reduced a bit now and I spend more time on the managerial answering messages, answering emails, that social media side of things as well. So I suppose if we put it in like this, it's like, at one point in time, it was like, this is Twitch, this is YouTube, and this is like social media managing stuff, as in I editors and all that jazz. Then it became like this, where this is Twitch, like this is YouTube, and this is like social media managing stuff, people, and as well as just engaging with messages, engaging with fans and all that jazz. These days, I think it's probably like exactly a third each, where there's Twitch, YouTube, and then social media and managing stuff. So about all three equal now. Because obviously I've continued to pick up more and more people to do shorts for me and to do my other channel, which is Rambles and uh, people to post my VODs on the VOD channel and stuff. And while I don't micromanage that, it just, it will always take up that little bit more time with every single additional thing that I hire people to do for me. It enables me to do far more and to focus on other things more easily and get far more done, but it does still take up some of my time. So I suppose that's at least one change from five years ago. What is some advice you'd give to anyone who would want to take up a career as a streamer or a content creator? I respond, I wish I could write an essay to answer this question. Someone trying to make a career online right now would have a very hard battle ahead of them. That's not changed. 
There are a handful of people making a lot of money, a bigger handful making enough money to get by, and the vast majority struggling to get noticed, with the competition getting fiercer every day. That's still true, but as I say, I do think things have probably improved in regards to people having a chance to get noticed and to have a career. There are some things that have made it worse, React content, but the existence of things like shorts and platforms working to improve discoverability for smaller channels, like on YouTube, you likely see all the time under 100 view videos being shown, Twitch having a better recommendation system. I think it's probably easier than it was five years ago, even though the competition is now even more fierce. I guess it's debatable because there's more mechanisms to be discovered, but there's now even more people who want to be discovered. I continue here. Discoverability, the odds of a new viewer finding your content, is the lowest it has ever been for new creators. This doesn't mean it is impossible, however. For example, the YouTube channel Knowing Better made great videos for two years, but only amassed 10,000 subscribers in that time. Two months ago, the channel exploded to 200,000 subscribers. The channel didn't change. The YouTube recommendation algorithm just started to share the channel's videos to everyone. The moral of the story is that you need talent, persistence, and luck if you want to succeed. My advice is that you should not only focus on making your content good, but also seeking to create ways for people to find your content. Many of those at the top got lucky, but sitting around hoping for luck is never a good move. Yeah, I agree with that. I wonder how Knowing Better is doing these days. I still watch his videos on occasion. Almost a million subscribers now? He makes like video essays and stuff. You've probably seen his videos someplace. If you weren't doing this as a career, what do you think you would be doing? I would hopefully have used my bachelor's of social science, major in psychology, in some meaningful way. I would likely be in the public sector somewhere. Perhaps I would have gotten into a graduate program. I would likely have been less happy. Like again, I wasn't super succeeding as a content creator at that point, remember? But I considered myself happy with a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of the success I have now. I was still happy. It's like when people say, like, what would I do if I lost all my viewers and stuff? And it's like, well, I was able to be happy with a tiny portion of the viewership that I have now. So I'd probably just continue doing this, you know. Am I happy now? The only thing that causes me misery is my physical state of well-being, where I'm unable to sleep well. I feel physically bad. and I'm not able to do the things in regards to my content that I want to do. It's frustrating to be in a position that I can do so much and create so many wonderful things and just be physically unable to do those things. Like I have a list of challenge runs and stuff I want to do for GTA 5 and complicated projects and I just don't have the energy. I just can't do it. it. Sucks. Stop! Now that I have your attention, hit the like and subscribe button. Thank you. I wish you all the best.